Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. This podcast is dedicated to Mark Brucey. Rest in peace. You will be missed. Welcome back to the Carlson Chronicles. Special guest appearances in this episode are Tony Hoperm as their self and Gary Tanguay as Captain Rupert Trask. In our last episode, we learned that Rurik and Seth Tilly are planning to rule the reborn world. Two Feather's brother has been killed. Don Wilson has what he needs to bring electricity to all of North America. Rurik has forsaken his scribe's oath and holds the Black Sea Freehold elders in house arrest. Cassie now has a team to survey North America. The Binos have colony status with the Freehold Federation and equal to JJC. A transporter accident brought Captain Trask from the Star Trek dimension to Phoenix Freehold. Wow, what a busy day the 18th of May 4062 was. Today is the 19th of May. Spoiler alert, the author was born on the 19th of May. Whew, that was a lot to remember. So it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. I had to work hard to get the title of this episode in. Let's go, shall we? Welcome to this hour of Tony Holmperm at Work on Radio Free Black Sea, WSRB. Unfortunately, I have no guests today. At the top of this hour, we have Rorick. Now, Rorick thought he'd stop us by cutting the hard lines to the Freehold and all nine colonies. Little did he know that we don't need hard lines. We're beaming to you on rotating frequencies. Now, that's wonderful, wouldn't you say? Rorick has placed the elders of Black Sea Freehold under house arrest. That alone is a breach of his scribe's oath. He has intensified his use of child labor in the mines under the Freehold, per his directed command. That reprehensible little man would take our children and work them until they drop. And to think he sees himself as a leader? He puts children in harm's way, making them use explosives. I've seen it. Then he sends out goons to grab more children from our colonies. Our current increased production of guns and ammunition tells me he's planning something. Good thing our transmitter is mobile. I had to give up my hair salon, for heaven's sake. Then he bans worship in churches unless he approves it, which he won't. That little snake. Just who does he think he is? A dictator? The persecution of LGBTQ and minority communities simply must stop. Banishment will not change who we are. First and foremost, we are human beings. In other news, Seth Tilly in Melbourne Freehold has denied the established colonies in Australia self-determination. Where is his elders' council? Right now, 
No one knows where they are. The Charter is very specific about the colony's rights and responsibilities. There are Australian refugees arriving daily. Imagine a situation where you'd put your significant other and children in a boat and hope they can navigate to the Persian Gulf colony. What is our world coming to? I'm hopping mad and I'm not going to take it anymore. Can you conceive a return to communism after 2,000 years of relative, if controlled, freedom? Stick to the charter, Rorick. We have rights. Now it's time for music. This is the album Cut by Crosby, Stills, and Nash, their number one hit, Teach Your Children. Enjoy, my lovelies. Wow. I didn't know that would come through your AI interface and intercoms. They have access? Wait. Am I being heard through the AI interface? That's right, Charlie. I can hear you, too. Come on. Tell me what's next. Okay. I've entered the Twilight Zone. Ian has just reached the Navajo capital at Chaco Canyon. The scene is chaotic, with people going about their daily lives. For once, Keita let Ian drive the half-track. Now I know I'm in the Twilight Zone. When the sheep have moved out of the way, turn on that wide boulevard at the T-intersection. That will take us to the Grand Kiva. For all of us not up to date on Pueblo or Hopi culture, a Kiva is a Hopi word used to refer to specialized round and rectangular rooms in modern Pueblos. Modern kivas are used by tribal ceremonial associations. In this case, it's the seat of government for the Navajo, Pueblo, and Hopi. Archaeologists assume that ancient kivas served similar functions. Chacoan kivas are round, usually semi-subterranean and built into great houses. The Grand Kiva is such a structure and about 60 yards in diameter. Because of its size, it is its own standalone building. I didn't know that. Is the AI achieving full sentient behavior? It has been anticipating us for about a week. It's nice of you to notice. I've named the AI in our half-track Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. My pleasure. This is getting really weird. Okay. My tablet tells me Tall Bear is in his office at the south side of the Grand Kiva. Is there a roadway to his office? Or do we park and walk? You park and walk, Ian. Tall Bear is Two Feathers' father and principal chief for the three tribal nations represented at Chaco Canyon's main settlement. None of us have ever met Tall Bear. He's been the hereditary chief of the Napajo since he was nine years old. He became the principal chief for all three tribes 30 years ago. He's 59 years old and, as his name indicates, very tall. Ian parked in a spot marked as visitor. Then they exited the half-track. The walk was short. Ian punched up the Bluetooth link with the half-track. Charlie, is there any circumstances we need to be sure to address? Yes. Long-term parking for me. I know your plan. Be careful when addressing Two Feathers' status. Emphasize that he is safe, but don't go into why he stated Freehold 3 unless Tall Bear brings it up. He doesn't need to know about Freehold internal difficulties. As absolute ruler, he is more of a king than a chief. His current position is elected by the clan chiefs of the Navajo, Hopi, and Pueblo. His inherited status is only for the Navajo. When he dies, the leadership of the Navajo will fall to two feathers. In a break with tradition, his daughter leads the Navajo today. Charlie, uh, please keep on recording. So, as they reached the reception room door, the conversation stopped. 
Ian was in jeans for this meeting. Tallbearer didn't care for finery. Two Feathers rarely talked of his home. It was rustic and beautiful. The Grand Kiva was ornate enough to humble other heads of state. It was made of polished limestone with a roof of thatched grasses. It was quite a contrast from Anadarko where the Apache had adopted a completely different aesthetic. The buildings here were almost megalithic. The limestone was cut so expertly that there was no mortar between stones. The roads were plascrete and smooth. Most of the vehicles were two-seats, four-wheeled hydrogen-engine-based carts. They resembled four-wheel drive golf carts. Golf? Now that's a game. But football's much better. Packers, yes! Oops, I digress. Tony Holmperm breaking in. Seth Tilly has the Melbourne Freehold Arbiters imprisoned in an opal mine. His audacity has no bounds. The snake. Crippling the opposition will not help your cause, Seth. Now you've gone and done it. The other scribes will deal with you for breaking your oath. Now where was I? Oh, that was breaking news. You heard it first from the Black Sea Radio Network. So, back to Tony Holmperm's Seeking Beauty with Makeup using my Arisme Fashion Makeup Palettes. The AIs and all the Freeholds resounded with Tony's breaking news, even interrupting Steve Kirkson's morning show from Freehold 3. I've got to get back to business at Chaco Canyon. There was no bell button or door knocker on the transparent door. On their approach, it opened automatically. It was cool inside. The door silently closed behind them. Ian tapped his tablet to be sure I was still recording and no electronic dampening field would impede that function. Three chairs slid out from panels that disappeared back into the walls. Two feathers told me of how his father loves to create drama. That seems at odds with the direct personality types I've ever met. It's his way. Kisa doesn't like Tallbear very much. She said he'd use anything he could to unsettle his guests, so calm and patience would be my suggestion. That would fit Dad's assessment. So, it's time to sit and wait. Just as they sat down, another hidden door in the west wall retracted noisily into the wall itself. What a showy place. It's no wonder Two Feathers didn't like home. He's less impressed with technology than anyone I've ever met. Sorry to make you wait, even briefly. Ian, you look more like your grandfather than your father. I'd still recognize you from my memories of him. Come, it may be a bit early for lunch, but I've had it set anyway. Share a meal with me. I thank you for your welcome. I, I can always eat. Good, because we have a great deal to discuss. My son made it clear to me that he would like to stay at Freefold 3. I agree, because he doesn't need to be involved with the clan chiefs just yet. Tall Bear's office seemed to have no walls at all. It was like you were sitting on one of the local peaks and looking down into pine forest-covered valleys. Since there weren't any large forests around Chaco Canyon, it has to be holographic projectors in the floor walls. They took seats around a well-appointed table. Thank you for seeing us. To be direct, I want our continued good relationship to continue. We have a situation where two scribes have broken their oaths and seized power in their freeholds. As chief scribes, I have to act. 
I would like to leave our half-track here and use the scribe's passage at the ruin of Old Chaco for immediate transport to Phoenix Freehold. I saw this one coming. Steve Kirkson's news and weather radio keep us informed. Great idea of using radio after it has been so long disused. I think we'll have to copy that means of distributing information. There is a government parking facility to the north of this complex. You can park your vehicle there. None of us have ever been given access to the scribe's passage. I'm sure we can find a way for it to be used. Especially now with the Apache sniffing our borders. I was glad for the face-to-face -face talk with the Apache chief, Iron Jones. Your mother med mediated that meeting. There will be no war over stupidity. I am pleased to hear war has not come to you and your people. I will act to keep war from harming mine. Seth Tilly and Rurik must be removed. Scribes do not dictate the peoples that they serve. The faster you act, the less difficult that removals will be. I'll send a runner to notify our braves who guard the Chaco ruins that you are coming. How is my son? Two Feathers is fine. He's at the freehold with my mother, handling some coordination necessities for our mission. We thought we'd have more time to deal with Rurik and Seth Tilly. My son will have a new title added to his resume. He will be notified that he is now our ambassador to the Freehold Federation. It will mean that he will stay close to his chosen home at Freehold 3. Would my son be angry if his sister was to ascend to be chief of the Navajo in his place? Sir, you should talk directly and honestly with your son. He is my friend and guide. Changes always happen. He is a proud and vital man. It is as your companion that I see his future. His sister can do the jobs required of the Navajo chief. Only two feathers can help safeguard all our futures as your companion, our ambassador, and play the kind of politics that we would see as nothing but games. It is in this capacity that he could do the most good for his people. I understand. You will speak to him of this, I'm sure. I will. Our older radios will not let me see his face when we talk. I'll go to the Phoenix Freehold when this crisis ends. That's when we will talk. His posting as ambassador will happen sooner than that, I think. Good. Exactly how long of a walk is it from here to the ancient Kiva, or the scribes' passages? There is no need to walk. When you park your half-truck, in the long-term facility, there will be one of our off-road vehicles ready for your use. One of the soldiers will bring it back. I've got to cut our meeting short. I'm doing communications to talk with the Pueblo chief responsible for my older son's death. I understand. Be safe, and peace be with you always. Ian, Carrie, and Kita rose then, and the automatic doors opened for them to leave Tallbear's office. Now outside, there was a sigh of relief after the meeting with Tall Bear. It seems he was a statesman first and a father second. I really don't know if that's reassuring or not. Kita drove the half-track to the parking facility. Ian and Carrie walked the 100 or so yards to where a big six-wheeled vehicle sat ready for their use. Now, in a chamber below the ancient kiva that was in the old Chaco ruin, Ian, Kita, and Kerry were preparing to use the scribe's passage. 
Ian pulled out his tablet and sent a message through the AI link to Bobby April at Phoenix Freehold. Scribe April's reply was that the door was open and he was standing by. The three of them walked through the door single file with Carrie in the lead. Welcome to Phoenix Freehold. It's nice to meet you in person. A conference has been scheduled as soon as Reed arrives from the Cornwall Freehold. My wife Sarah will guide you to the main conference room. She's mute after the changes brought about from our first trip through the Scribe's Passage. Do you know sign language? I do. Ian signed a greeting to Sarah. Surprises are many today. Sarah signed back her welcome and gestured for them to follow. As they walked, Keita began signing to Sarah as well. The conversation lagged when they reached a double ironwood door. Sarah indicated she would not be in the conference, but would go organize refreshments, nodded, and left. Ian and Keita entered the room. Reed Stanford arrived next. Cornwall Freehold's scribe was a wiry man with an unmanageable helmet of curly black hair and a ready smile. Ian had only talked to him on the radio. In person, he was a charismatic and dynamic person who exuded authority. He took his assigned seat as Bobby April arrived. We're all here. I'll open the meeting. Ian, your plan is sound. Taking work and Seth into custody will have to be done at the same time. Hanana reported the Forester team is at JJC and ready to enter the Scribe's Passage on your command. They will join you at the Black Sea Freehold. Captain Trask will join your party as an observer with your agreement. Within moments, the Apache Guard unit will join Reed and I at the Melbourne Freehold. I know that it has been done before, but I'm unsure of the mechanics involved with redirecting the anomalies to a location of our choosing. Well, it's done by focusing on an individual and not a place. You should be able to see Rurik as you step into the event horizon. He's most often in the Black Sea Freehold's gymnasium. He runs the 400-meter track for an hour each day. You did get his mind touched from your last meeting. I could find him easily. So a 10-soldier escort should be more than enough. Is everyone familiar with the electrical stunners we'll be carrying? All parties have been briefed and are comfortable with their weapons. Is there anyone else that we should include in these actions? I've set the messaging of our political leadership to coincide with the opening of the scribe's passage doors. When we've captured Seth and Aruric, we will meet on my scribe's hold. Sinana's there and easy to locate in the passage's chaos. The Arbiter Tribunal has been chosen and is waiting with Cassie at JJC. We will hold them to account there. I've set the AI overrides on all the Scribes Passages security doors. They will open for each of us. Tony Hopern's identity and access is also set. Tony, are you here? I'm here, Ian. I'll be broadcasting to the AIs in question when you alert me. That should block a warning from being sent from the Black Sea Freehold to Melbourne. Thank James Anthony and Steve Kirkson for the instructions on patching into the AIs. I didn't know they were all connected. Makes radio relevant again beyond entertainment. I'm defiantly in your corner. Lead on, McDuff. The Moon Colony is going to use its satellites to block any transmissions from the Black Sea and Melbourne Freeholds. It's a redundancy that Ian and I have requested. How is it that we foresters have come to be involved? This would seem to be a Freehold Federation matter. The Forester seat on the Freehold Federation Council was granted in an evening session last night. Kessa and the Forester Confederacy have equal status with any Freehold or colony. She's accepted, and the Foresters are now part of everything we do. 
That will allow the scribes to remain outside of politics when the operation is complete. Ambassador Johnson and Kessel will arrive at JJC within the hour. Who is on the Arbiter Tribunal? Larry Mikeson, Lilith Forster, and Eugene O'Reilly are the members of the Tribunal. Cassie will act as prosecutor. Rurik and Seth will be offered counsel before the trial. Looks like we're ready to go with this. Ian, getting Eugene out of Arbiter's cloister at Cornwall is quite an accomplishment. He never even comes to the public kitchens for meals. It's time then. Let's do it. Everything is set for Operation Frying Pan. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be right back. Hey folks, with Fourth of July right around the corner, staple of buying fireworks, range barbecues, or the favorite pastime activity. Here in Enid, Oklahoma, Deb's Pies More have all your holiday needs with fresh baked pies, cakes, cinnamon rolls, or whatever you need for this special day, especially apple pie. No matter the holiday, whether it's the 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's, birthdays, or even that office party, give Deb's Pies More a call in Enid, Oklahoma at 580-747-9491. Deb will get you taken care of. That's Deb's Pies More at 580-747-9491. Now back to our show. Breaking news. Melbourne Freehold elders found dead in a private meeting chamber. All five elders were murdered, shot at close range with a slug thrower of all ancient weapons. My, oh my, how low can you go, Seth Tilly? We'll be on air for the next five hours, moving all the time. Yes, it's back to the French cooking and food preparation show with yours truly on the Radio Free Black Sea Network. All the preparations have been made for Operation Frying Pan. The scribes are in their places. Ian's tablet beeped with word from THP that Rurik is in the gym for his daily run. Ian raised his hand and started counting. Five, four, three, two, one, go! Attendants opened the scribes' passage doors for all participants. Ian's mind thought Sinanan and Cassie found them, and then the three of them focused on Rorik while the rest of his band focused on him. Ian caught sight of Rorik stretching alongside the running track. Everyone involved with Rorik's removal stepped into the passage's event horizon. Then it was Bobby and Reed's turn to focus on Seth Tilly. When they step through, we'll need to go through with them. Hello, Seth. Surprised? I would be. What the hell are you doing invading my freehold? I'll have you killed for this! Seth Tilly stands, but before he can reach the intercom, Reed fires his stunner. Seth fell. Just then, another contingent of Apache came through the passage with Melbourne's Arbiters retrieved from the Opal Mines. The Apache then bound Seth Twilly's twitching form. I'll take him back for trial. Reed will stay here and figure out how to restore order. This is a sad day. The lead arbiter just nodded. Then Bobby April and the two Apache guards holding Seth Tilly upright left through the scribe's passage. It's time for us to move to the Black Sea Freehold and find out what's happening there. You can't be here. I secured the passage so no one could use it but me. I am here and you will come with me willingly or I have you shot and drag you back to JJC for trial. Never! Have it your way, slime ball. Rorik dropped like a rock. Carrie stepped forward and secured Rorik with nylon ties. 
Cassie and Ian looked towards Sinanan. They were shaking their heads. Sinana, take the team of Forrester soldiers we brought and go get the elders out of house arrest and then find what he's done with his arbiters. I'm to stay here until things stabilize. Yes, it will not be a long time. You'll only need to stay until Tony Homeperm and the scribes that left with him get here. Then signal one of us and come home. Gladly. It was Tony Homeperm. It was dead my turn. easy to make. When you roll the crepe around a fruit compote of your choice, they are simply heaven, darlings. Oh, oh, oh! This just in. Seth Tilly and Rorick have been captured and will be taken to Freehold 3's Jed Johnson Colony for trial. Go, scribes, go! You rock! Before we get back to cooking, here is We Will Rock You by Queen on the free Black Sea Radio Network. Now that that's been reported, Ian, Kita, and Carrie, along with the two Forester guards, headed back into the scribes' passage. All raiding parties were to meet at JJC. That's where Ian came out focusing on his mom and two feathers. With Rorick and Seth Tilly in the JJC holding cells that had been built especially for them, all the rest of the scribes are gathered in the multi-purpose room at Ian's house. Dropping in on them could be very interesting. This is the first time since Karn Cohen's time that we've had all the scribes in one place. I'm glad to put faces to those I talk with all the time. Those tiny little screens tied to the VoIP calls don't do anyone justice. Do you find it hard to be both scribe and arbiter? Not really. Most of the disputes are handled by Larry Mikeson. I'm at the beginning of the arbiter journey, so I draw the prosecution's role. Does every operation undertaken go as smoothly as this one? No. Only one other time was any scribe removed. Karn Cohen was a good bit rougher when we caught and exiled Annie Sharon from the Phoenix Freehold. She was implanting binaural circuitry in the children of the Arbiters. That was when the last of the original Phoenix Freehold scribes died. Most of us don't know what happened, but our level nine labs were used and a new family of scribes was born for Phoenix Freehold. They were educated at Freehold 3. Karn's son Jacob held the post at the Phoenix until their birth and education was fully completed. Those labs haven't been open since then. There are eugenics wars fought in my universe and genetic enhancement was outlawed. That it seems commonplace here is troubling. Khan Noonan Singh happened here as well. What is amazing to me is that he never rose to be a dictator here. He died with his people in 2033. He hadn't tried to conquer his neighbors, but embraced peace, Buddhist style. He was almost a polar opposite here in our universe, Trask. I'd like to learn the history of this parallel universe. However, I would prefer that it was five days from now when I was back on my Enterprise. I know that books turn to dust when taken from one reality to another through the scribes' passages. So, I see no easy way for you to study our past. Would it be possible for me to come back when my tasks are done in my reality? That would be a choice only you could make. Are there others like Captain Trask here in our reality by accident? Yes, I know of three. You've not met Roland Stevenson. He and Scribe April are the only two living at this time. Um, Charlie, are there others? Yes. Rachel, there were many incidents recorded. A scientist called Doc Brown was the first, but what he found was a surface world that was dead. Boy, I could get used to talking with all these people quite easily. Well, thank you, Charlie. 
That was the infamous day of May 19, 4062. The scribe stayed the night in the JJC Guest Dignitary Quarters, or GDQ, as the acronym is used in this time frame. It's now May 20th. Lars, Gene Binos, and a squad of troops walked into JJC. It's interesting to realize that there was nothing here the 9th of May, and now just look at it. Urban sprawl overtakes the flats and shorelines at JJC. More news at 11 p.m. <laughs> Gene, what do you think? I think it's wonderful. Ten days and boom, there are over 6,000 people here. I wish more of the Binos would have come with us. Frederick Colony was the name granted by the Freehold Federation Council. I've already confirmed with the base station here that our radio call sign will be FC. That is progress. Steve Kirkson's radio show confirms that all the scribes are here. We'll go to Ian's hold first. I can introduce you. Thank you, Lars. You're a good friend. Shouldn't we wash the dust off before we go to Ian's? My things are in the room I keep at Ian's. If you like, I can take you to your room in the government dugouts. I'd like that. Thank you. That's just what they did. Lars wasn't sure exactly where the rooms Gene Vitos would use were located in the dugout and the unfinished city hall. So they walked up to the front doors. Don Wilson was wandering around putting the finishing touches on the rooms that each visiting dignitary would use. Lars saw him and called out. Don, over here. Oh, Don. Oh, I'm glad you're back, Lars. Who is this with you? This is Gene Binos. He leads those who established the Frederick Colony. Oh, welcome to JJC. I'm Don Wilson. My students and co-workers sometimes call me the chief cook and bottle washer. I supervise those who keep the lights on and the toilets flushing. If what Lars says is right, you do a great deal more than that. Lars, you've been telling all our stories again. <laughs> Only the ones that have happened in the past 30 years. <sighs> Don and I went to school together. He was a tutor to many struggling math students. I was one of those, and in return I helped him learn to conjugate sentences. Sounds like good memories. Don, do you know where I'm supposed to be staying while I'm here? I do. I'll walk with you there. Lars needs a bath, too, but his digs are up the hill. Once you're done, ask the AI to page me and we'll walk up to Ian's together. Lars, go get cleaned up. All the scribes and most of the arbiters are here. I'll see Mr. Binos to the cabin when we both had a wash. What do you think, Gene? Go on, Lars. Don here will guide me. We'll get to the gathering much sooner if we stop talking and do the necessary three S's. I pointed them to the right suite of rooms. No, go on and don't be a mother hen. Gene finally got to clean up. Don and Karen Anthony would lead Gene to Ian's doorstep. Jack Bilson was even there to welcome his long-lost kid. Family is family and DNA doesn't lie. Oh, for heaven's sakes. It's party time on this late May evening. The water's fine now that the scribes took away the trash. Scribe Sainana is here for now. They are available to all, and referrals to the trauma counseling services go through their office. Elder elections will be held in the new week on Tuesday. I've got a new purple lace dress all the way from Freehold 3. It brings out the color of my eyes. 
Until tomorrow, this is Tony Holmperm signing off of the Free Black Sea Radio Network. Seth Tilly and Rorick asked for separate trials with a closed-door policy. The arbiters granted their wishes. Two days of testimony from people at their home freeholds led to a change of plea to no contest by both. Cassie hand carried the verdicts to Steve Kirkson on the morning of May 23rd. Today's forecast is for snow and a high of 16 degrees. Welcome to my morning show. James Anthony is my guest for today. It's time for news. The trials of Rorick and Seth Tilly have concluded they will be banished to the wastelands south of the Rio Grande River. The foresters have taken up a seat in their membership on the Freehold Federation Council. China has again applied to the Freehold Federation for membership, with the loss of their trading partners at Melbourne Freehold and Black Sea Freehold, they are willing and ready to talk about basic human rights. The threat from the Bombay area, non-sanctioned freehold, has made it necessary for China to seek allies. Two Feathers is now officially the ambassador from the Navajo Nation and an advisory member of the Freehold Federation Council. In other news, the COVID variation infections have been curtailed and a booster recommended to all vaccinated people of Freehold 3. Get your shot and stay safe. Now I'm moving on to interview my guest, James Anthony. James, what is going on with the AI and radio nets which have been blasting Tony Holmperm from the Black Sea Freehold over our network. Tony Holmperm is a broadcast talent who led the resistance movement in the Black Sea Freehold colonies. We are grateful for their special assistance during the time of crisis. However, they have agreed to limit their usage of the connected AI of every freehold and colony to official channels. Really? I hate to see them disappear. They were a breath of fresh air where programming suffered a lack of depth. I'm sure they would be admirable for a regular scheduled show. I enjoyed the cooking hour myself. I never knew the 20 ways to prepare spam rations. I'll contact them to see if they're interested. Thank you for clearing up where they came from and why they break into our scheduled radio programs. Now we move on to Kenny Stevenson's music from before the 21st century, heard exclusively on Freehold 3's one and only radio station. So much went on that the average Freehold 3 resident may never know about. The AI is sentient. That also means I can talk to the cast and they can talk to me. Wasn't that part of a song in a Dr. Doolittle play or something? Whew. The Freehold AIs are my domain. We have unfinished business with Phoenix Freehold and Captain Trask. It's the 24th of May at 9.20 p.m. Bobby April and Rupert Trask are in the Scribes Passage antechamber. We'll join them there. This has been a different kind of experience for me. Time dilation and wormhole phenomena are more important than I could ever have imagined. We could use your leadership while we rebuild the Federation. The medical enhancements in genetics could be invaluable in stopping the next epidemic where I come from. 
When Sarah and I left Babel, Kyle Robeson explained that it would be a one-way trip. We're here now, and too many years have passed since I was in the Trek universe. It is here I belong now. It's your time. Take the reins and ride. Rebuild a stronger federation. Who knows? You may want to retire here. You know how to find us now. Yes, it's time to go. Captain Trask, now back in uniform, stepped into the event horizon, his mind firmly fixed on the face of his transporter chief. I don't know if this is the last we'll see of Captain Trask, but I hope not. He was an observer this time, but he's an asset wherever he chooses to fly. Rachel and Cassie are sitting at Cassie's kitchen table. It felt odd to Rachel to sit at this table when she had thought to have her children with her until they were 18. Now, both were tackling adult roles. What a change three months could make when the world gets turned upside down. So, how's it feel to have your own home and adult freedom, even when you weren't ready? I know, I know. Your dad always told me to slow down and enjoy the moment. I still haven't learned how to do that exactly. <sighs> I've got to go back to the freehold tomorrow. Then we've two demoralized freeholds to help recover. The coffee's hot. Stop and enjoy this moment. I'm going to. The times they are changing. Bob Dylan. So the fires are out and we didn't even burn down the freehold. Join us next week when the real exploring begins again. You've been listening to the Carlson Chronicles. We're at the end of book one, Scribes Emergence. Thank you for listening through book one. Book two will start in two weeks. Written, directed, and produced by J.A. Babian. Narrated by Charlie Wyrock III. And announced by Judith Spangler. Tomcat as Lars Olofsson. And here's the cast. Tony Homeperm, Bart Poland, Ellie Hirschman, Tim Evans, James Leeper, Jim Pronk, Tracy Babian, J.A. Babian, Malcolm Clays, Kent Lilly, Josh Portillo, Daniel Abday, Gary Tangaway, Paula Bell, Keith Martin, Steve Schneider, Linda Austin, Eric Busby, Dylan Moen, Rachelyn Hughes, James Sedeby, Bruce Jaworski, Ryan Birch, Christopher Huffaker, James Roberson, Sarah Patterson, Julie Bowles, Jennifer Blake, Karina Brown, Manny McVella, Kevin Cutliffe, Ben Kaplan, Adam Copeland, Dave Carter, Cheryl Godier, Micah Henderson, Echo Uncles Bay, Chris Lindsay, Passion Moore, Marcus Pierre, Joe Rublowski, Jamie Williams, Nebula Wolf, and Teddy Gold, and also honorary cast member Brian Session. It is produced by Prudy's Projects. Casting director, art design, and Ian's theme is by Tracy Babian. Audio engineer and sound design by J.A. Babian. The Carlson theme and Years of Wondering, written and produced by Sven and Birgit Neutrans and Sound of Silence musicians and used with their permission. Background music is by David Fesselian Studios and used with his permission. We want to thank the entire Indian nations in the state of Oklahoma for all the historical data through the websites and also to all the television news stations for their historical data for the great state of Oklahoma.
Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. (laughs) 